we assign connotations to emotions or actions or words. Like we get to, we choose that. Right. And so when you're looking at your limiting beliefs and like you being a victim, it's not you saying, Oh, I'm a bad person because I'm a victim. It's like, Oh, I, I had that thought. This is actually just victim mentality. This is scarcity mindset. This is out of a place of fear. Like, okay, neutral. That's objective. How can I change that and reframe that? Welcome to the Feeling Free Podcast. My name is Ben Harris, also known as the Fear Guy. My job is to help you feel more free in your life with love and relationships, self-worth, and much more. I'm happy you're here. I love you. I believe in you. Let's break free from fear together. I'm excited for you guys to get to know Christina Rice, an energy healer, business coach, and straight up dope human. She was on the brink of dying and her healing story is remarkable. She could have played the victim role her whole life after two decades of depression and illness, but she freed herself with extreme love and responsibility. I love it. Enjoy. All right, Christina, welcome to the Feeling Free Podcast. How are you? How are you doing this beautiful day? <laughs> I'm I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm excited to be mm-hmm. here. You know it so much, like from you know a random dude DMing you to hopping on a podcast, and you even helping with like this series slash course that I'm working on. Like I sincerely appreciate it, and you know that will be out by the time this comes out. So if you haven't go get it. It's free. And it's a whole bunch of different amazing people telling their story, their experiences, their tools, their knowledge of how to free yourself from fear in different ways. And Christina does an awesome like self. You can, you can listen to it over and over and self-regulate with like your Reiki. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if people don't know what that is though, how would, how do you describe Reiki healing? Yeah. Reiki. So Reiki is a form of energy healing and mm. You know, when I'm working with clients, uh, it's not really just Reiki. I think energy healing in general is confusing for people because they really want to put it in a box. And so mm-hmm. I just say, yeah, I'm a Reiki healer because people, they, they always ask, well, what type of energy healing do you do? So I'll just mm-hmm. say Reiki. But the truth is, and I know you know this, like most energy healers, it's not like a category. It's just like everybody kind of has their own version of energy healing. Mm-hmm. So, but what, what Reiki is... So Reiki means universal life force energy. And most people are familiar with, you know, the idea of chi or prana. It's this life force energy that so many people like understand the concept, Mm -hmm. but we have different names for it. And it's a healing energy, right? It's a healing energy. So Reiki is basically Reiki healing is when a Reiki practitioner acts as a channel for Reiki energy. It's you're not getting their energy. You're getting the Reiki energy, the universal life force healing energy. Um, they're acting as a channel for Reiki energy to enter your body. So you're basically in a traditional Reiki setting, laying down on a massage table and someone and the Reiki practitioner holds their hands on or above you, um, and acts as a channel for that energy and the healing energy, you know, enters your body and just rebalances your chakras. And the, the problem is that a lot of people struggle with, um, physical illness, physical symptoms, and emotional distress because of energetic imbalances in their bodies. So the whole idea is, okay, we're going to use this healing energy to rebalance that energy. And it helps you on the emotional level, the spiritual level, the physical level, and you feel amazing and relaxed and wonderful (laughs) after it. Mm -hmm. So 
yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of energy healing. It's been huge for me and my health journey. And I really think everybody should just like, give it a shot. If nothing else, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll have an excuse to lay down, lay down <laughs> for an hour. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's a little bit about what Reiki is. I love it. Thank you. I would definitely fall asleep. And I'm yeah. sure that's okay if you fall asleep too. It is totally okay. That's <laughs> why so people love it. It's really yeah. great for people who, it's especially great for people who have trouble meditating or who are mm. super go, go, go and have trouble slowing down because they have an appointment, right? So it's like they know uh, they have to totally. be there. They lay down and they can finally relax. And so many of my clients are people who are just really go, go, go and busy powerhouses and they don't have time for themselves. And they'll always tell me, this is the only time that I get to fully relax. Like nothing else is on my mind. I leave feeling amazing. And it's also really great for people who don't, don't get great results from therapy, from traditional talk therapy, because you're really working on the energetic level and it can bring things up for people that they didn't even know they needed to talk about. But if something is showing up in your energy field, obviously it's affecting you physically. So if I can say, hey, like, who have you not communicated with about this? Mm. I'm bringing it up for them. And they're like, oh, and then it comes out. Versus in talk therapy, some people, they don't don't even know what it is. They don't know what to talk about, right? So they're not really getting Mm. to the root of it. Um, So, you know, I think for people who who have trouble like slowing down, meditating, it's such a great way to kind of like force your body into parasympathetic mm-hmm. state. So I'm a big fan. I love it. And I can tell um, you're grinning, you're glowing and grinning <laughs> <laughs> with, because um, I know that you do like some of your clients are very, um, I know men and women, but specifically, you know, female powerhouses. Mm-hmm. What have you noticed? Like you, you said you've noticed a trend already or like they go, go, go and setting a specific time and date to sit down is helpful. What else have you noticed? I'm curious of like, what's a common thread that they all have of everyone's different and individual, but what's a common thread that they all like energetically mm-hmm. need work or healing? Um, hmm, there are a few things. Oh man. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So I'm trying to, there's so I love many, the reactions. honestly, <laughs> I'm trying to think of like, what would be the main, you can say main a few people no rush. who are, well, pretty much everybody's crown chakra is out of balance because this is like the thoughts running around in your head, your, mm. your sense of like, um, universal consciousness connection to your greater purpose. And so many, so many people are kind of running around trying to do something that they feel like will fulfill their purpose, but they haven't taken the time to slow down and be like, what am I actually trying to achieve here? Right? Love like, it. do I actually have that higher connection? And, and just for like any entrepreneur or any, if someone is coming to me, that shit's going on in their head. So that's like, yeah, your crown's out of balance. Mm. Um, I've had like a really big uprising in sessions recently because of everything going on. And mm. every, every single person I have seen in the last three weeks, their crown and their root chakras are out of balance. Root is like your stability, groundedness, right? Mm. And that can show up financial relationships, career, living situation, people who travel a lot, their roots often are out of balance. So like your root probably is out of balance, (laughs) Um, you know, like, so Mm -hmm. right now, a lot of people are feeling unstable and they don't always even know what it is. And sometimes it's not right now, especially it's more of a collective instability, right? Like when is this ending? What's going on? So right now that's showing up, but for many people, their throat is super, super clogged, their throat chakra, because they're not 
there's always something with communication here. Like they haven't fully spoken out about how they're feeling. Right. And so it's like, there's anger, there's sadness, there's resentment, but you're just go, go, go. And you're never actually fully releasing that out of your body. And it just stuck there. Right. It's just stuck Mm. there and causing an imbalance in your throat chakra. So I would say, I would say that's, that's a big one. Um, and also with my population, their sacral chakra just connected to like sexuality, um, Mm -hmm. family, a lot of past life stuff too. It's usually out of balance because they're so in their masculine energy. And Mm -hmm. I would say pretty much across the board, almost every single woman I see, okay, 90% need to get out of their, like more into their feminine, right? It's just so imbalanced because they're such powerhouses. They're so go, Mm -hmm. go, go. They're lifting weights. They're like so regimented. Mm -hmm. And so it's really about, you know, how do we, keep that in balance moving moving more into the feminine which is really hard in today's society just because as a collective we're so on our masculine and i think especially what's happening right now people are uncomfortable because the universe is like slow the fuck down down, guys get in your feminine (laughs) right like everybody like everybody and everybody's resisting it people are uncomfortable but you know we have just moved so far into masculine energy with society and it's like okay at some point we have to swing back to the other end of things. So I would say, I mean, that's a really common thing, especially with these like high powered entrepreneurial women, like their sacral Mm. chakra and getting into the feminine. I love that. So how can, how can like partners, you know, whether it's same sex or, um, I can't even, I just, whatever, (laughs) (laughs) any type of partner, just like, how can, what's the best way to support that? So if someone is in the masculine, how can we show up, whether you're male or female, because we both have, we both, we have both energies. How can we show up more feminine or like, how can we help that? So how do you help your partner step more into their feminine? Boom. Thank you for asking the question. for me. (laughs) No, I I know what you're trying to say. Um, Well, I think the, the, the biggest Mm -hmm. thing is creating open space for someone to express their emotions and feel safe. Mm safe for them too. And especially, you know, when people are more in their masculine energy, um, they, they feel like they can't express that there's not an open space. And most people just want someone to ask like, no, really, how are you doing? How is that making you feel like this is safe? No judgment, let it out. Like, and this also relates back to the throat chakra. Right. Mm. And I see this relating back to a lot of relationships that women have. It's like, they have all these emotions. They're, they're working so hard and they're really looking for approval right? But there's Mm. no open space with the partner of like, how are you feeling? Are you really stressed? Are you upset? Like, you know, are you happy? And like, just giving them that open space to say whatever they need to say and feel however they need to feel. And also, um, you know, I think also though, just not just rewarding people for their achievements Mm -hmm. in the sense of, can you just approach it with like, so much love you as you are. Right. And I feel like this conversation has been coming up so often recently where a lot of women feel like they're not enough. And it's like, it's almost like the, the more they achieve with their business and the harder they work and the more in the masculine they are, they just feel like, okay, if I reach that next goal, I'll be enough. I have to keep pushing. Mm-hmm. I have to keep going because no one has really created the space for them to realize, Hey, like you don't have to do anything extra. Like, right. If you're living in a box on the street, like you still are enough. And like, I still love you. And it's like really expressing that unconditional love and like creating space for someone else to slow down and be like, Hey, you're a rock star, but also like, can you take five hours 
today on Sunday to like, can we just sit? Like, can we mm, just sit and, that. you know, and like slow down and like giving people the permission for that, I think is the most, the most important thing you can do. And like, um, you know, doing that alongside them. And I think also with roles, like masculine, feminine roles in relationships, whether, whether or not it's same sex, like, you know, maybe giving somebody the opportunity to be more in their feminine. Like if you're the partner taking control, making decisions, like, you know, I know that in dating for me, like I get so frustrated when I feel like I have to be my masculine energy when I'm Mm. in a relationship with somebody like, you know, because I'm in my masculine so much with work. That totally makes sense. When you're in a relationship, I'm like, I don't want to like make all the decisions. I don't want to like be in charge. Like, I just want somebody to kind of like take the reins for a second. Just run shit for a second. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. and you know, I think a lot of times the partner feels like, oh, they've, they've had a really hard day. A lot's going on. What do you want to do? And I'm over here. I'm like, I've been fucking making decisions all day long. You tell me what we're doing. Do you know what I mean? I love that. And you know, it's like everybody's like, they're coming from a good place. But Mm -hmm. if some, if you're with a partner who really needs to get more into their feminine energy, like take on more of a masculine energy, like, you know, when you're together so they can like kind of force them to step into the feminine. I love that. That's for sure me because it's because I, you just described me of like, well, what do you want? You know, like trying to listen, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's both because of what you just said of like, opening that space for more feminine energy, but then also taking the masculine side so they feel like they don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. That's yes. cool. I really like that. Yeah. And here's like, it's so funny the nuances in this conversation. It's like a lot of guys, like, it's like, well, how are you feeling about this? Right. And then the woman is going to be like, oh, it's fine. And like try and change the subject. And it's like, they're just subconsciously wanting you to say, no, we're not moving on. Like, tell me right now how you're feeling. Right. It's like, they're looking for that extra nudge, right? Because it's like, do you, do you really want to know? Right. It's like in that, in that right there in that situation, you're taking control. Like that's more in your masculine, pushing them into the feminine. Like, no, you have to tell me right now. And you're (laughs) kind of forcing them to like, talk about what's going on, you know, which they really need to feel like it's a space. And like, you really want to know you're not just asking because you want to ask, like, or Mm. just because you think you're supposed to ask Like you really genuinely want to know. So I think, you know, that's a really great way to kind of like get into the masculine in, in two senses, right? In that situation. Dang, that's dope advice, like for men, but also like for w- women. I mean, both, like that's like amazing advice. Um, how do you, you know, I mean, we didn't even plan to talk about this, but it's super fun. So we're going with mm-hmm. it. <laughs> like what did, how do you, like you personally, you're this gifted into an amazing person what do you like personally like struggle with or like how do you i know you go to healers to balance as well like what does it look like for you for even who someone is who's conscious and woke as you oh my god i have so much shit all the time (laughs) right Mm -hmm. um well i mean for me it's always always this fight with masculine and feminine energy like i'm so so in my masculine and I have to really, and I really struggle with that. I really have to make time. And if I don't think about it, mm. I'm just always going to be in my masculine. So getting into my feminine energy has to be a very conscious choice. Um, I would also say, you know, I think it's just like a lot of underlying layers from childhood and a lot of kind of abandonment, abandonment issues that I work through a lot. Um, and kind of growing up in a situation where 
I was just always looking for approval that I never mm -hmm. got. It's like, it's still just, it will bubble up, I think in my work and like, kind of just like, okay, if I, if I do this, then that's going to be enough. And someone's going to be so proud of me. Right. Like, mm -hmm. and, and then the kind of taking a step back and being like, it doesn't even fucking matter what anyone else says. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I think like, there's a lot of layers, a lot of layers there. Um, and you know, with my, with my health, it's been really illuminating to realize how much of it is like energetic and actually suppressed emotion. And that's something right now I'm really actively working on. That's like, it's really in-depth process of like peeling back the layers of like so much of it was just unexpressed anger and sadness mm. that I, but it, it went so far that I had basically just become numb. And I've talked about this a bit, like physically became numb, but also, also emotionally just to protect myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so then right now it's this whole process of like denumbing myself essentially and trying uh. to actually, actually feel things. Um, and in this process, like a lot of just small memories, I realized I had totally repressed and they've just been kind of coming up. Yeah. Um, so that's been really interesting, interesting for me and just realizing how much like stress anger sadness that we're not expressing and we push down um manifests physiologically and then it's like using all of the work and the go 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 and all of this to kind of mask sitting and dealing with it um and then really realizing this is something that i really just realized like this week Ooh. was just like being so because i couldn't figure out i'm like I feel like I've expressed my anger with so many people before, but the one person I haven't really expressed my anger with is myself and oh, that's my, my body, like my body, because I felt like my body completely shut down on me. And I was like, and I'm still working through this. Like my body totally shut down on me despite me doing everything I could in my power mm -hmm. to try and take care of it. And it's just like this deep anger, resentment, like, fuck you like what else do you want from me yeah. do you know what I mean like I'm doing everything like why are you not working like why are you still shutting down um and it really wasn't until this week that I realized like how much anger is there like with with my own body physically um so now it's like okay moving through releasing that and I think I think for a lot of people it's really difficult to like really release your anger you know and it's like a practice especially if you become numb like a lot of my clients express this to me too like just after so long, when you're caught in the sympathetic, you're caught in the sympathetic because of whatever happened in childhood. And it's like, I'm still trying to get out of it. So. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And I know so many people definitely resonate, even if they didn't know, but now they'll know mm -hmm. that you're angry with your body. Because man, that that hits because so, like it's repressed. Yeah. And let's go into that. And because in 2015 and 2016, you had a lot of issues that I can't pronounce, like some of them, right? <laughs> like health concerns. Um, like for, I'm going to, I wrote some of them down. You can help me <laughs> pronounce them. So leaky gut, SIBO, I've heard that SIBO? before. SIBO, okay, thank you. This is good. Like metals, toxicity, what's hypo, hypothyroidism? Hypo, oh, hypothyroidism, yeah. What's EBV? Epstein-Barr virus. What does even that mean? Epstein-Barr virus is basically mm, the medical term for mono. Like mono is one level of Epstein-Barr and you can get to different stages of Epstein-Barr and then it manifests differently. So mono is kind of like the first stage. Um, 
a lot of people get, but then that's it. And then other people, it can progress all the way up to really serious, like neurological issues. So yeah, but that's the root virus is Epstein-Barr virus. And then, you know, I'm why I'm naming this is so people know like how serious this is. And then when you go follow Christina, you can go look back and see like literally like the contrast of you from then to now is wild. Um, mold illness, major depressive disorder, generalized anxiety disorder, multiple autoimmune diseases, HBA axis dysfunction. What's candida? You had three parasites. Is this candida, all at once, by the way? Yes. But that's insane right because like holy hell right it's like but this is why insane. it's like this is why it's like i say diagnoses just because people understand that but it doesn't matter what the diagnosis is it's just like mm. everything is related like i can list out all those things but to me it was just like one big giant clusterfuck like that was the issue you know what i mean and it's like i don't care like i don't really care what all the names are it was like Mm -hmm. everything is related and they all were connected to each Mm -hmm. other and it was just like my body was out of balance so it's like working at the root level and that was the issue it was like doing literally everything i could um supplements like diet lifestyle but because i was never getting to that that super root cause which was the emotional energetic imbalances it was only getting me so far and i kept kind of relapsing um how did you get here like was it genetic was it also growing up how did you get there you know i'm not i don't know for sure i think Mm -hmm. i mean i always i've always had issues like since childhood i i mean i always had really bad digestive issues really bad um, mental health problems Mm. Um, and then when I got, and I think just eating standard American diet, I was on antibiotics pretty much constantly my whole life. Like, I mean, I took like, I took eight Advil a day for like four years, like, you know, just like little things like that, like all of those things added together, I think just to really destroy my gut microbiome and Mm. my (sighs) mental state my stress state from a very young age, which is out of control. So it goes back to just all those repressed emotions. Um, and just never dealt with that. All just at a certain point, it got triggered and I got triggered first with, I got mono and I was a senior in high school that lasted a year and a half. And from there, everything just started getting worse. And then it, it kind of got better. And then I got, I got triggered again from a parasite. I had some, I was in San Diego, I ate some froyo and got got super Damn sick. Bro, yeah. Got super sick like that night and it lasted a week and and that was when my digestion just stopped working. And that's like after it was like stopped working and then I lost 50 pounds in like 2 or 3 months. And that and was unintentional. Just cuz it was that. unintentional. It mm-hmm. and it was definitely compounded with like here I'm just going to throw out numbers because I know people get triggered, but they don't listen, but it just helps people understand. So like most of my life, I was like around 120, like just naturally doing whatever I was doing, like growing up. And then, um, when I got mono, I was in bed for like a year and a half. And so I was up to like 135. And then, and then after that, I fell into binge eating disorder. And then to get out of that, I started like cleaning up my diet and my lifestyle. And I started working out for the first time. And so I was losing just some extra, like some weight just because I changed my diet Mm -hmm. um, and I was eating clean and I was working out. 
so I was losing some of the weight that I had put on from mono and then losing even more weight because I was eating healthier than I ever had. But then it was like, it just went further. Like it it kept going because I wasn't digesting or absorbing anything. So like it, it was such a big jump because all that was kind of happening all one after each other. Um, so yeah, it was definitely compounded, but, and then I, you know, I was losing weight and I had really bad body dysmorphia and like, I did not realize what was going on. And I was getting some very confusing, conflicting, uh, messages from (laughs) different people around me in society. And, and then I finally realized how serious it was. And I'm like, fuck, I gotta like eat as much as I can. So I'm eating like nine, 10, 11,000 calories a day. Like, which we need to pause on that. Cause I read that. I was like, that is so much. It was, I was literally drinking jars of almond butter. Like literally. That's insane. Like, yeah, it was. And I felt awful, but I was just like, I mean, it was my job. Like I felt like my mm. job was sitting in bed and eating. <laughs> and what scared, <laughs> yeah. what scared the shit out of me was I was still dropping weight. Wow. Like, even during that. And that to me, and I think this stems back to just, you know, control and how that shows up in so many aspects of our lives. And for me, when I first like kind of figured out the whole nutrition fitness thing, I thought, holy shit, this is amazing. I have control over how I feel and how I look like I can work out a certain way, eat a certain way. And this is how I feel and how I look. And that was the first time in my life. I felt like I had control over my body. And I'm Mm. like, wow, I have the secret sauce. Like if, as long as I eat clean and I work out, like I feel good. I'm confident. Yeah. And then it's like, suddenly I'm in this situation where I'm losing so much weight and like my life is on the line and, and I'm eating as much as I can and I'm not moving and I'm still losing weight. And I, I'm like, I have literally no control and that's scary as fuck. Like I have no control over my body. Right. So that, I mean, that, that freaked me out for sure. And it was like that for a while until I started, you know, I, was doing more research and trying to figure things out myself um, and then changed my diet more, which people don't understand this. It's like, I was working with so many nutritionists. Um, I was working with so many people and everybody, they're just trying to send me to a treatment center for anorexia. And I'm like, mm. I will literally die. If you send me there, I will die. It's my gut. You know, I'm, I'm eating so much food and and anytime I would talk about, you know, showing them different things about how you can change your diet to heal your gut, they would just say, you're just trying to restrict, like you just have an eating disorder. So I'm you like, were like, as the patient, you were showing them this. Yes. I mm. would come in. I actually just threw it away. Like in December, or, yeah, in December, um, I had this huge file of like research studies and all of my Wow. blood work like all like I just this huge file this folder that I would bring in and it was like the folder it was like the <laughs> tourist folder and all mm. my doctors hated me but I'm like these are all the studies this is all my lab work these are all my notes um and no one was just I just felt like no one was really helping me mm. and anyways when I finally went full like full paleo and more keto then I started putting on weight um and I started digesting food again and from there it was like onwards and upwards. And I, um, had researched different supplements, looked into leaky gut and started like, you know, using different supplements to heal my gut. And then it was just like kind of improving from there. And then I got to a stable enough weight where I could start working on some of the more serious underlying things. So, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. And like, cause you worked with multiple healthcare professionals, like how many do you think? 
Oh my God. I mean, too many. <laughs> I, it wasn't like, I mean, I had seen so many, I mean, over like over 20 or 30, like total mm. within that time period. But like I had a team of like, I would six or seven people that I was seeing for a while. It was like, um, you know, my therapist, my nutritionist, my psychiatrist, endocrinologist, GI, um, I had another endocrinologist, I had a rheumatologist. I think that was everybody. Right. And like, and didn't they tell you that you might die? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really, it was my nutritionist who said, who said that to me. And like, Mm. I'll just, I'll never forget that moment. Like she was looking at me. She was like, I've never worked with a female with this low body fat before. Mm. She's like, do you understand how serious this is? And I'm like, I mean, I know I'm skinny. I know I need to put on weight, but I don't know like what else to do. And she's like started tearing up and she's like, you know that your organs could shut down and you know that you could have a heart attack like any day. And like when she said that to me, like crying, I was like, oh my God, I feel like I had just been punched in the stomach. Like, Mm. holy fuck. Like (laughs) any, any piece of me that was resisting going all in was, I'm like, I'm done all right, I'm going home and like guzzling down almond butter, <laughs> you know, like, like yeah. so yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely intense. Mm. You know, I had trips to the hospital that I try and black out. Like mm. it was tough and I lost all, like almost all of my friends. Um, wow. I felt super isolated. You know, I think a lot of people were just really uncomfortable and didn't really know like what to do or say. And you know, I was in college and everybody from back home, I guess, and I didn't even know this until somebody told me, like, you know, people are like sending pictures around, like a before, someone created a before and after photo of me and was sending it to like everybody in the Bay, like, and being like, Christina has anorexia, like, because it's like, you know, if you knew me in high school, it's like, people just want a reason to talk shit about me. But (laughs) You know, and so it was like all of that going around and no one really knew what to say. And I think Mm. also a lot of people just didn't really believe me, you know, and it's like uncomfortable. And to be quite honest, I, I really, I mean, I get it. I mean, I totally get it. This sounds really shallow, but like, it is hard to look at somebody who looks like that. Like every, like I looked like a skeleton. Yeah. You know, it's like, I look at photos of myself and I'm, I can't even look at them. I'm like, oh my God. Like, I mean, I don't know that I would want to be around myself either. And I was so Mm. mentally unstable. I was so mentally unstable because I was at such a low weight and I would, and this is why I pretty much like handed control over, like handed control over to my therapist. I said, I am well aware that I cannot make sound decisions. Like I'm out of my mind. My anxiety is so high. I'm, I feel psychotic because Mm. I'm at such a low weight. Like you just need to decide things for me. Like, like, so she decided I was dropping out of school and she decided that I was moving. And, you know, so I just let her do it because I'm like, I know I can't make a sound decision. Like, I don't think people realize the cognitive effects of that. And to be honest, I think a lot of women deal with this just because they're at too low weight and they don't necessarily look as ill as I did, Mm. but I see it on, I see it so often. Like, you know, I don't see nutrition clients one-on-one anymore, but I did for a few years. And most, most of the women I was working with had gut issues and or amenorrhea. And it's like a fit, healthy, like super healthy 
hyper hyper aware of their health type of person and they don't know why they have issues gotcha, and gotcha. so often it's like you just needed to put on some weight for your brain to turn back on and your body to turn back on and that's really hard for people to to understand and i did not fully understand how that affects things until i went to the total other side of the spectrum you know and and like that was a huge blow to my ego because i've always been i'm always I've always been the smart one. I'm the high achiever. I'm the A plus student. I do everything 150%. Like that's been my identity. That was always my identity. So then for me to basically lose my cognitive function, I felt so shitty about myself. I, I mean, I would go into work, I had two internships and I just couldn't function. And I, I could, I knew that. And it was a huge blow to my ego and I just lost all my confidence. And I just felt like, I was playing the victim, you know, was be me. Everything is being taken away from me. My, my brain, my, <laughs> my, brain. my sc- like school, my friends, like mm-hmm. everything. So I just was falling into that victim spiral, but, um, perfect. Yeah. And that's, thank you so much for explaining that because that's what I wanted to really get into is like first really discuss the pain because it's the reality of it and it's real. And like you said, like acknowledge it and don't suppress it um of like what we're going through and then besides paleo i love to hear how did you begin because it wasn't just like oh sweet now you're here and like an energy healer and everything's great it's you know it had the steps so like what were the steps besides paleo and like how did you begin to release your emotion and just like free yourself up of judgment like what did that healing process the beginning of that look like So, I mean, I think a big piece of it was when I dropped out of, when I took time off of school, I kind of just changed my life to be really slow. And I I spent an hour every day, at least an hour meditating and an hour Mm. doing yoga and like would just sit outside by myself and kind of really just spend a lot of time on myself. And like, I was essentially forced into realizing I don't need anybody else. I really don't. I don't need anybody else's approval. And it's like, okay, no one else wants to help me here. Like I have a choice and I can either say like cry about it and say, no one wants to help me. Why isn't anyone here for me? Or I can say like, who cares? Like I'm going to do this myself. And I also was, I mean, this is so fucked up, but I honestly in my head was thinking like, no one's going to care if I die. Like mm. no one here wants to help me. They don't even give a shit if I'm going to die. And I, part of me was like, maybe I should just die. And the other part wow. of me was like, and then the other part of me was like, fuck everyone who wants me to die. I'm going to live. Just <laughs> say fuck you. Like, that's yeah. how I felt, you know? So, it. um, you know, I had, I just had to pull myself out of it. And so I think really just like spending a lot of time in silence and with meditation and kind of facing my demons was super helpful. And then re- like realizing I, I needed to ask, I did need to ask for help from people. You know, I like my therapist and my nutritionist without their like emotional support, I don't know where I would have been, you know, cause I need, mm. I needed to release and talk through things. Um, and I, I think a big piece of it was realizing all of these people in my life. I was, I was just, the relationships were so surface level and we're just out of convenience. Like we grew up together. We live in the same area. Like we have a mutual friend, mm-hmm. nothing on a deeper level. And I really complete, I became a completely different person we, we, everyone calls it like BC and 
<laughs> D. Like the before Christina is a totally different person. And I feel like she's just so far away from me. And then mm. I basically, you know, I quote lost all my friends, but really it was a blessing because everybody who didn't show up for me, like weren't my people. And I started to just really realize, Hey, like, this is the stuff I'm into. This is the thing, the things that I love. This is the type of conversation I like to have. This is the frequency I want to be at. And so right now I can, I'm going to move forward and I have a blank slate and I'm only bringing people into my life who are at that frequency and who are adding to it. So my life totally shifted and I got like a lot more into the, the world and the industry I wanted to be in, you know, and I didn't really give a shit about anybody else's judgment because when you reach a place where you think like every day, I'm like, I don't know, I might die today. You kind of just realize I don't give a fuck about what anybody else has to say. Right. And it's really sad that you have like, I mean, I had to hit that rock bottom, but I think a lot of people like people who really transform have reached a rock bottom or had Mm -hmm. a near death experience, like, because it pushes you because people can preach to you all the time about changing your mindset and doing X, Y, and Z. But until you actually feel it, like it doesn't motivate you to actually feel like total shit. And you're like, I have nowhere else to go, but in a different direction. Right. Mm. So I think like changing the people I surrounded myself with and just approaching life in a different way, like, um, going back to school and work, I was, I was like, I don't need to get a hundred percent. Like, I don't need to be a hundred percent. I need to just do what I want to do and live my life. And I prioritize myself a lot more. Um, and, but I really think that the changing relationships thing was super important. And I got, you know, a lot more into like the spiritual health and wellness world. And that was super eye opening. that connected me with an amazing functional medicine doctor. And he helped me a lot with the underlying work. But then I, I, kind of, I relapsed really badly and I realized like something else has to change. And I was at a point again where I'm like, I don't know what else to do. And my, uh, my FMD was super into energy healing. And I thought, okay, well, if he's into this, I'm going to give it a shot because I was such Mm -hmm. a, I always thought that stuff was like so bullshit. Um, so I just started seeing these different, these different healers and the things they were saying to me were just so illuminating and the way I was feeling. And I'm like, okay, this is, this is it. I just know. And then I started getting more tapped in just by opening that up and Mm. in tune. And as I started doing that, I just realized there there was so much, there's so much more at the surface. And I also hitting that same block with so many of my clients who, again, it's like everyone eating really well, working out like great, great lifestyle on, on the surface. But why are these people still sick or still having yes. symptoms? Because they have all this underlying shit that's, that's, it's like bloating, right? Bloating half the time is undigested emotions. Like, like your emotions, your sadness, your anger, that's energy. Like you're swallowing that, you're swallowing Ooh. that. It's in your, it's in your digestive system and then you're eating food and then it's never digested and you're bloated, like literally, right? And so when we can get people to actually digest those emotions and then release them, their digestive system, their digestive symptoms go away. So it's, it's, I think just seeing that mirrored, I saw so much of myself and so many of my clients and I'm like, okay, something else has to go. Mm. And then I started doing the deeper work and things are coming up and you can't deny that. Right. So from there, it was like just getting way more tapped in. And then, and then I got, I kept getting downloads and it was like breadcrumbs leading me to the next place. Um, I started learning more about brain rewiring and my friend, Rachel, specializes in this like rewiring people's brains to heal from chronic illness so i went through that with her and like going through the whole a whole brain rewiring program was 
totally life-changing. Like I had to create so many boundaries I never created before and really had to like all my limiting beliefs, like take extreme responsibility for all the bullshit I was saying and all the stories I was telling myself and all the times I was feeling like, why is this happening to me? Right. And really just like get called out on that and like be super honest about all these stories I was saying in my head um, and reframe things, reframe things and start to work through all of these different experiences that I was still holding on to, like people I was still angry at and um, really moving through those. And so it was really, it's really deep, painful work, but it's also really empowering. It's so mm-hmm. empowering because it's like, you realize you can control your reality and you can control like, am I happy or not? It's like, what am I focusing on? You know, am I seeing myself as a victim or am I saying, no, I'm, I'm like, I have agency. This is my own life. So that process was a huge shift for me. And I think ever since then, it's just been kind of getting deeper and deeper into the energy work, intuitive work, um, that, that seems to kind of never end, which I think is fun. Mm Uh, so that's kind of, yeah, it's kind of been the path. (laughs) I love it. Well, for people listening, the secret to that is it wasn't one thing. Yeah. Right. Is it wasn't, it wasn't just like, Hey, this is one thing and sweet. Right. Like you said, it's an ongoing practice. And maybe if you wanted to like boil it down to one thing, it sounds like getting out of the victim mentality and um, starting voicing those like um, like suppressed emotions. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like those were like two just like big mainstays or foundation to it? Yeah, I think those were those are two big things. And then from there, it's like that, like getting out of victim mindset for me is like the golden nugget. So how like, do we do this in a loving way? Cause like you're like a no BS person, like literally that's part <laughs> yeah. of your business, but, yeah. um, you know, but some, like, how do we lovingly, some of us, you just have to be real and like no BS, but you know, for the people who just like, yeah, I don't know. It's like, what do you feel like is your answer? Like, how do we lovingly get out of the victim mindset? So we're not blaming or shaming and guilt and all that fun stuff. Well, I think by definition, getting out of the victim mindset is loving. You know, I'm not loving ooh. myself by staying a victim. You know what ooh, I mean? I love, ooh. Like, and that's a, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people, like everyone's like, you're so no bullshit. You're so straightforward. I'm like, I'm just honest. And like lying to myself or anyone else is doing you no favors. Like mm. if I, if I actually love someone, of course I'm going to be totally honest with them. Right. And same with myself. Like I, like to me, if I love someone and care about them, I'm always going to tell them the truth. Right. Cause that's what, like the truth frees right? Like that is what serves us at the highest level. It's like, so for me, I, I feel like it's the same, you know, like, how do you, how do you do it lovingly? You just do it. That is loving. Right. Mm. Like, and, and I think that the sooner we can be honest with ourselves and other people, like the sooner we can do that healing work, you know, I love that answer so much. Yeah. You're not doing this to feel shameful or get upset with yourself. It's a very neutral a neutral thing and like everything taking a step back and realizing everything is neutral. Like we assign, we assign connotations to emotions or actions or words. Like we get to, we choose that. Right. And so when you're looking at your limiting beliefs and like you being a victim, it's not you saying, Oh, I'm a bad person. Cause I'm a victim. It's like, Oh, I, I had that thought. This is actually just victim mentality. This is scarcity mindset. This is out of a place of fear. Like, Okay neutral. It's objective. How can I change that and reframe that? Right. And I'm going to choose to do that right now. How can I 
reframe this so that it is out of a place of love and an abundance mindset and just actively choose to be in that place. So it's not about judgment. That's, that's the whole point. Like we have to feel to heal, right? You feel it. You're like no judgment space. This is amazing that I'm just allowing myself to feel there's no right or wrong with that emotion. I'm going to let myself feel it. And then how do I move forward from there? Like, what can I release? And then how can I, how can I make a decision that actually empowers me? So to me, really being honest about what's going on is super loving and empowering because that gives me the ability to, you know, you identify it and then you can shift it and reframe it. And that's, that's the freedom in that, right. Realizing, you know, anytime I'm spiraling or I'm trying to blame everyone else, it's like, let me take a step back. Cause this is actually related to my energy and what's going on here. And to me, I think a lot of people, you know, they push that away. They don't want to take responsibility, yep. but it's, I just think it's so empowering right? Because if I shift my energy, if I shift my thoughts, I change my reality, right? It's up to me. And like, who doesn't want to, who doesn't want to have that ability, right? It's, I think it's really hard to move through world, through the world and feel like I have no control over what happens to my life, right? It's just like circumstance, you know, I'm depressed, I'm sad, I'm angry. This is just how my life has to be. No, it doesn't. You know, I think I'm super passionate about that because for the first 20 years of my life, I was in such a deep depression. And just, I remember thinking like, this is just what life is like. Like, I'm just one of those people who is wow. who's depressed and I'm always going to be depressed and this sucks, but it's just like how I have to move through life. And it was so dark and so awful. And then when I realized like, it doesn't have to be that way. And I realized me of all people, like I thought I was always going to live with a black cloud hovering over my head, you know? And then I realized, it doesn't have to be that way. It's like, I want everybody else to have that freedom and ability too. And it's a difficult, it's a difficult shift, but I think the sooner you can be honest with yourself, like you can take your power back. All right, y'all. I know you're listening to this and you're like, I want to have my power back. And this story is so awesome. And so I invite you to join the Freedom School. The Freedom School is our private community. It's a private coaching group where we meet every single week. So we have live uh, weekly group coaching calls where we discuss things like this, how to take your power back, how to reframe, how to deal with the like the fear of uncertainty, how to fear, how to deal with the love or the fear in love and relationships, how to find your purpose. There are so many amazing topics and that people are transforming their lives in this group. And it's completely amazing to be a part of it and just witness it. So if this is you, if you want to be part of this amazing group, go to feeling dash free.com slash membership to sign up today. The link is also in the description in the show notes. That's feeling dash free.com slash membership to join. I would love to see you there. And I'm giving you the listener a special thank you for listening. So you're already listening. Check, make sure you subscribe. And then the next thing to do is make sure you leave a review on Apple podcast. Cause when you do, I want you to take a screenshot of your review on Apple Podcasts and then tag me on Instagram. So tag me at the fear guy with your Apple Podcast review and I'm going to give you a free seven day trial to the Freedom School, our membership, and then you get immediate access to our recorded lesson library. You get to jump into live calls. So I want to invite you to leave a review, tag me on Instagram, send it to me. Like if you have a private account, make sure you send it to me directly or else I won't see it when you tag me. So I'd love to thank you for listening, subscribing, and leaving a review, and I'll give you a seven-day free trial. All right, y'all, my amazing humans, keep enjoying this awesome conversation with Christina. I love that. That was freaking powerful. Holy cow. That was dope. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah honestly like that's really cool like that is loving yourself i really i really like that answer and so how quickly or what was the process of you being more honest with yourself getting out of the victim mentality you know like starting to be real with yourself and others about emotions and releasing how like what surprised you of how quickly these issues started to dissipate well it's kind of like it can take time to really get to the root of what they are because you're working Mm -hmm. through it and there's a lot you don't even you don't even have the words for and that's Mm. why just opening up and being open to anything that comes out and flows out just be open open to it right no filter it's just like this is flowing out and this is why you know working with a coach is so important i think for this work like to do this yourself is almost impossible because you have to rewire the way your brain works. You have to have somebody else come in with a new pattern. Yeah. You can't right? come out of it objectively. Cause that's all, you know, exactly. You know? And so sometimes like, so working with the coach just expedites the process because if you are just able to be very open and honest and say whatever is on your mind, they can say, okay, I hear you saying this, but what if we looked at it in this way and you just kind of need someone else to reframe it. And for so many mm. people, as soon as they hear that reframe, they're like, Oh, I never even thought about that. Right. Mm-hmm. And then that's, that's the new patterning that, that we create. And then it's like, as soon as you create the patterning, I mean, you just, you just, things just flow in. It's crazy. Like mm. when you actually are coming from a place of self-worth and abundance mindset and love and like flow and alignment and trust, like trust in the universe, things just come in. And it's like, whenever things aren't happening, like the way I would like them to happen, assuming it's like for everyone's highest good. I know it's because there's something off with, I'm out of alignment somewhere. Mm. I, I made some decision out of fear or scarcity, or I'm trying to do what I should do instead of like what, yes. what just the higher path is. So I would say, you know, the, the repatterning, it depends on the person and how deep their, their rewiring is. And it depends on what, what kind of what the issue is. I would say, I think with things like, I think with, with things like physical health, like chronic illness, I mean, it takes a good six months to rewire your brain. And then as soon as it's kind of stuck, it's like everything flows in. Cool. I think with, I think with things that are more like money mindset, um, relationships, sometimes it's a lot faster, you know, but it just depends how, like it could be, you know, it could be three months, like two or three months, but it just depends how willing somebody is to be super open and honest with, with themselves and like with whoever they're working with. Because I know for me, it could have happened a lot faster. I would sometimes think things, but I wouldn't say it to my coach. Mm. And, you know, I'm like, I don't know. But if I had just said it, we could have gotten to the root so much faster. And then as soon as I learned to just word vomit, everything was just expedited. So it's about having that open space of just like, yes, no judgment. This is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm thinking. This is what's coming up for me. I don't even know why it's coming up for me, but it's here. So it's just putting together the pieces of the puzzle. And when you realize the limiting beliefs or the stories, reframing them, you know, like kind of diving deep, reframing them and um, consistency with the new patterning, you know, it's like every day a process to repattern. But the, the most important part is the identification and especially at the beginning, it's kind of weird because you're moving through the world and realizing, okay, every decision I make, every action I take, every person I talk to, Mm -hmm. where did that come from? Like, where did that come from? You know, most people don't realize they're living out of alignment and most people don't realize that almost everything 
they do or say or experience is like fear. I should do this. I need to do this. It's security based. Mm -hmm. Um, Desperation. Yeah. You know, and you know, it, they don't realize it because that's just how we've been conditioned. And it's not about you're a bad person. It's just like, Oh, we were conditioned this way. And that's why I don't know. Are you into human design? So only because I've listened to your episode and I took the test because of you, but I'm (laughs) I'm still, I'm still a novice. Okay. I mean, this has been life changing for me. Like Mm -hmm. I, I think if I could redo my life, I would probably study human design for like 10 years, but (laughs) since that's not happening, I'll leave it to the experts. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I mean, I'm not a human design reader, but I highly recommend people like have a professional reading because they can really go into your chart and there's so many nuances, but you know, I, I love personality tests. Like I think they're super interesting, but human design is the most accurate thing I've, I've ever I've ever experienced and in creepy ways. And like, because it it explains how you move through the world, how to best make decisions. Um, A lot of your unconscious pattern, like patterns that you come into this, this world with, like for me, especially with relationships, there's been a huge block there. And so getting into my gates and my human design chart, my reader is like explaining, she's like, so you naturally feel this way about people, which is what you probably act in this way because of that. And I was like, Oh my God. Like that was so illuminating, right? So when they get into the the nitty gritty, but I think it's really helpful, but human design gives you permission to just live in alignment and not live according to the way that the world says we should live, right? Not everybody should be making decisions uh, based on their feelings, but some people should. Not everybody should be making decisions based on their bodies, but some people should. Not everybody Mm. should eat the same way. Not everybody should um, work in the same flow. You know, like people, I think, especially with like hustle mentality, that's such a, like, I'm a generator, like I'm designed to generate and work all day. But if somebody's a projector, like they, they can work for a couple hours and then just slow the fuck down and take a few (laughs) hours off. Like, you know, and so I think a lot of people feel bad about themselves and they think I'm lazy, but it's like, you're not lazy. You're just, you weren't designed for that. You're doing what's best for you. Exactly. So I think understanding your human design can just be so freeing because it gives you permission to lean in, lean into what feels good and how you, sh- how like you were designed to move through the world instead of all the conditioning that society says, you know, we have to do X, Y, and Z. So that has been like life-changing for me. And like the more I lean into my human design, the more I just feel like I'm in alignment, the more tapped in I get. And it has made me realize some of the patterns I've created just because of conditioning. So if, if you don't even know where to start with some of your beliefs, it's like maybe dive into your chart and have a reader explain your chart and I'm sure you'll hear things in the reading and be like, Oh wow. I didn't realize I do that. Like, because they'll be saying, Oh, you would do best making decisions in this way or be careful of this relationship pattern. And if you think, Oh, I live totally in the opposite way of that. It's like, why do I do that? Mm. And then try shifting it. It can be very uncomfortable. It can be very uncomfortable at first, especially with the decision-making because so many of us listen to our heads uh-huh. um, instead of, you know, if you are an emotional authority listening to your emotions, if you're a sacral authority listening to your physical body, if you are self-projected, just your internal knowing, um, some people need to communicate something, like talk it out, out loud, and then they know. So every splenic is like your gut instinct. So everybody's very different in how they should be making decisions. And for me, it's wow. been, it's been so eye-opening because I realized, you know, I'm sacral, I'm a sacral responder like my authority is sacral so i should be making decisions based on my how my physical body 
uh, response. You know, like, am I expanding or contracting? Like, do I have a knot in my stomach, a kink in my neck? It's also, mm. it's like, it's like, like that. It's like, mm-hmm, mm, mm-mm. like, and I started realizing <laughs> all of these things, like in my day, if I would grow and I'm like, okay, my body doesn't like that. Right. And what my body says is often very different than what my brain says. <laughs> so for me, it's being very conscious when I make decisions, like, okay, this is logical. This is what I think I should do. And then tuning in and being like, okay, but how's this feeling in, in my body right now? Like, how am I, how am I changing? Did I just move towards something or did I just back away? Like, did my shoulders hunch over or did I, you know, expand? So that awareness can be super, super helpful. Dang. That's so I forgot the website. What's the website for people to go take that test and dive into it? There's a few. I like jovianarchive.com. You can also go to my body graph. Um, Both of those are fine. I just like the charts from the Jovian archive one. Jovian archive. Yeah. Yeah. It, and human design, people don't like it because there's, you can't really like Google much about it. Mm. You know, you really need to see a reader because it's, it's, that's like trying to Google your astrology chart, you know, like putting in your date and be like, Google, tell me what my astrology chart says. No, you need to go see an astrologer. Right. So I really encourage people to get their, their human design charts read. It has been, it's interesting for me because there are people in my life who think all my, you know, they're like, your shit's so woo woo. I can't deal with this. <laughs> and I, and I'll give them a human design reading and yeah. they're so into it. They're obsessed with it. And like, oh, there's, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> like, because you hear it and you're like, you don't understand how somebody can be so accurate about you. Um, so I highly, highly recommend it. I'm like really into it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm definitely, okay, sweet. I'm going to do it. Um, what you, what are like the moments in your life? It kind of like all you, what you've been describing that just for me, like feels like freedom and choice and truth. So what are the moments where you feel most free? Mm, when I don't have, I feel most free when I'm like outside in nature with no to do's. It's like the restriction of a schedule or like having somebody else like need me. It's like just me right away from technology. Um, and if you're either by myself or with somebody at a high frequency or higher than me mm. is really like, you know, but I think so. it's like the detachment and like, I love being by myself. And I, whenever I feel like, I need to do this for this person or like somebody's waiting on me or like there's technology attached. It's like just too much, you know? So I think when I can have just open space mentally, emotionally, physically, and like also just like releasing emotions, you know, like if I really have a full breakdown about something, I'm like, I feel, I feel amazing. That's freeing, right? To let go of all that old shit. So I think moments like that probably and or anytime I really actively what we talked about before get really honest with myself like I am stuck in this patterning and I'm going to be honest with myself and that's bullshit how am I going to change this and I take action based on you know I, I really change what I want to do initially or what I think I should do and I decide to choose to do x y and z out of a place of love and abundance not fear that that is freeing right because then it just flows in and it's like there's something about that that agency that's super empowering exactly because that's freaking freedom cool i love it um what was the last it sounds like this week you've uncovered 
that you you still hold anger like towards your physical body for not taking care of you. What was another like uncomfortable truth recently that you were maybe afraid or it was uncomfortable to acknowledge? And then once you did it, you just felt light and free. So something came up with my with my human design chart with like relationships like and she was saying how I have this I have this unconscious thought patterning that people are out to get me like just immediately when I whenever Mm. I meet I'm like this just have your guard up because it's like people want to take me down it's like this unconscious it sounds so crazy but I've never had someone articulate (laughs) it to me it's like I've always had that feeling like just growing up it's like everybody I interact with it's like this little thing like if I share too much, if I share my successes, like people are just going to use it against me and try and take me down. So it always created a wall. And for me, I think it comes out a lot in podcasting. I love interviewing people. Um, I love interviewing people and in certain situations I like to be interviewed, but it's really weird in my in-person relationships. I I often like interrogate other people. And I think Hmm. it's because I, I with like in-person close relationships, like, subconsciously feel like if they know too much about me, like they're going to use it against me and take me down. It's so weird. And so it's it's neutral. It's not weird. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, so knowing that was really helpful because then I Mm -hmm. started realizing all these times when I was just saying so-and-so did this because they're out to get me. That was just me projecting shit. Mm -hmm. So that was really interesting for me. I kind of had to take a step back and think about all the people in my life that I really resented. Wow. Was that, was that really the problem or was I, was it true? Yeah. Was it true? And it's like extreme responsibility. And this is also with people who have, um, there are people who were like abusive to me who I had to realize like, it wasn't all just like black and white, you know, it wasn't just like, they were awful. Everything was awful. It was like a lot of, a lot of that was, I also was projecting like they're out to get me too. Mm. Um, which is like super tough to swallow. And anyways, it was really freeing because knowing that like how to move forward from that is just like making everyone aware. So I literally like, like called a bunch of like the people closest to me in my life. And I was like, so I had this revelation. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah. And I really, and I explained to them and just telling them that I'm like, so if I ever feel closed off, like I'm telling you this because it's like this subconscious fear and like literally being like, when you ask me questions, are you trying to get information to take me down? Cause that's literally how I feel subconsciously. And everyone was you know, it just sparked a really great conversation. And all everybody was saying, you know, I, I feel like I understand you so much more now, yes. now that I, I get that's kind of how you were designed. And it was something that I never even realized I had that going on. So then that's why the, the human design was so illuminating for me to realize it. And now it's really helpful because the people I've communicated that with understand sometimes when they ask me questions, I just kind of like, back off and I'm like turn the conversation around like don't ask me that like you know you're doing that thing where you think I'm going to take you down and I really just genuinely want to know like I Mm. really just because that is super foreign to me that was really foreign to me growing up having people just actually genuinely want to know how I'm feeling how I'm doing what's going on um like celebrating successes with me and I think this is another common one with women in general or I mean everybody it's like 
uh, there's a good amount of people who just don't even want to talk about what they achieve or their successes because they feel like it's going to be taken away from them or um, people are going to hate them for it. You know, it's like all this, all this messed up thing. It's like you want to achieve, but then you achieve and you don't want to share it. So it was just always really foreign to me to have people actually genuinely like want that. But was that true or was that just what I believed in my head? Maybe there were people in my life who were very genuine, but in my head I was thinking they weren't. So that's kind of like an odd one. I feel like other people don't say, it. but, but it's been really helpful for me in my own life. Boom. And then you say, and I totally believe in this, that triggers are our greatest teachers. When was the last time you were triggered? Oh my God. <laughs> honestly, honestly, like yesterday, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I had some, I just relaunched my, my website and had this new membership portal that I put up and I worked my ass off on this. Like I put all of my heart and soul into this mm-hmm. and I did not sleep for the last three days. And this woman sent this awful email about it Uh-oh. and I just blew up. Like I blew up, like not to her, but, and I was like, I don't even know why this is so triggering to me. And it's just like, goes back to, I think the perfectionism and kind of just like, you know, you're never going to please anyone. And I know that on a conscious level, but like, Where's the deeper work of like, I don't know. It reminds me a lot of childhood shit that I, I dealt with. And it's like, I work so hard. And then mm-hmm. the, 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 feed, the first feedback I get is like, this sucks. You failed. That was the right? first feedback you got. You didn't get like, hey, this looks awesome. Like that was the first email I got about it. That makes sense. Right? You got and I've, got, I've gotten like, I've gotten like hundreds of people being like, this is fucking amazing. It changed my life. And I, but the first thing I got was an email from this woman mm. and and really where it was triggered was again with the control because I felt like this is out of my control because what she said wasn't true. Like <laughs> so dumb. She said that when she logs in the page says there's, she's like, there's no content in this, in this portal. It says no content. And I'm like, well, there's a lot of content. Like no one else has said this. Like I've tested it. Like, and we, I had my assistant ask her to send a screenshot so I could see what she's looking at. And she sends this horrible email back and it was like, I want, fr- I want free swag because you've inconvenienced mm. me. And it was just this feeling of like, somebody's angry with me and I have no control over like, I can't make this better because yeah. it's about her. It's her own issue. I don't know what's going on. We offered to troubleshoot. Right. Um, and like, you just can't control if people are going to be unhappy. And like, that has been a big lesson for me that I'm always like, I have to remind myself every single day because me too. <laughs> I, yeah, because it's like, I naturally feel really guilty and I really want everybody to be happy and I mm-hmm. love to help people and I hold too much energy for other people. And this is something I'm really working on. Is like, you know, you manage your own energy. Like I have to manage mine mm-hmm. because mine gets out of control. If I feel like I'm trying to hold space for everybody else. But like when somebody first told me, you know, Christina, you're not responsible for anyone else's feelings. Like you're responsible for your own, but not anyone else's. That was like, what? Like that took me like three weeks to actually understand to be true because Mm -hmm. we're conditioned to feel like we are responsible for other people's feelings. It's like you, you failed me here. You made me upset. You, you hurt me. Actually, no, like actually, no, I just said my thing and like you interpreted it, right. You reacted. What's that saying about you? And that for me, like, it's kind of a relief to be like, it's not my responsibility, but also really hard to like in the moment, it's like every single time this comes up, I have to coach myself out of it and mm-hmm. realize like that's, th- that's their, their feeling. I'm not responsible for her feelings. You know, does it, does it feel like, cause for me, 
Um, I actually recently journaled about this, how freeing it feels to not care. But then, uh, but then does it feel to you? It's like, oh, I'm not caring. Sometimes, but then it's realizing like you, you are because yeah. again, it goes back to, I'm not empowering that person if I'm managing their feelings for them. Like, and it's like everybody who's Boom. on the internet who says, you can't say this is triggering, blah, blah, blah. It, you have to be a responsible consumer. If something triggers you then, and you don't want to see it, then leave or deal with the trigger. You know, like we can't move through life expecting everybody else to accommodate us, you know? And like, yes, it's freeing. Cause it's like, yeah, I don't have to, I'm not responsible for how they feel, but also it is, I am responsible for how I feel. So the fact that this woman sent me this message that triggered me, it's like, that's my issue. Like the, she didn't make me feel that way. I chose to respond in that way. Right. So it's mm. like evolving to the, to be the person who you know, and it's like, I feel like I'm good about this a lot of the time. And then it suddenly it'll snap, which I think is related back to the, the unreleased anger totally. But it's like, you know, there are many days I'd get an email like that and I'm like, I don't care, but it was something about yesterday. Mm. I think all the emotions where I was just like, I can't, I can't deal with this. I can't deal with it. So, but that's, that's my feeling. Like she didn't make me feel that way. I could have also been the person that said, no, this is your energy. Like, I'm, I'm sorry you're having that experience. Like, how can I help you? And just being very detached from her, her emotions and not taking those on myself. And that's something that's a practice and super important for, especially anyone who's super tapped in, um, empaths, HSPs, managing your energy and protecting yourself energetically, because I know I absorb so much. And if I don't, if I'm not diligent about like protecting my own energy, I'm just taking on everybody else's stuff. Um, and I think that's why I love Reiki so much because it's like a clearing. It's like mm. everybody else's energy and emotions that they've thrown on you that you don't realize you're absorbing um, needs to go away. And so it's about putting practices in place. And also like, I mean, when you're at a higher frequency, people naturally gravitate towards you and they want your energy. It's a subconscious thing, right? They're trying to pull out of, they're trying to pull at it. And it sometimes and when, whenever you ha you're at a high frequency, people want your energy subconsciously. They're attracted and, to you. Yeah, they're attracted to you as a person. And then you pull away. You set a boundary. It's like those triggers. It's like, well, you hurt me here. Why are you doing that? It's the guilt because it comes out in weird behaviors to try and get you to reel you back in so they can suck your energy back, <laughs> yeah. right? Right. So it's like realizing, hey, if I'm at a higher frequency, like people might might be asking a lot of me just energetically, it's subconsciously. They don't they don't really realize that they are doing it or why they're doing it so i have to take responsibility and really manage my own energy and like stay firm on my boundaries and understand that that's why they're doing that and i think for me realizing that was very helpful just in releasing any like feeling of guilt around it it's like oh this is all just it feels objective to me right like they're not lashing out because i actually hurt them but it's like of course somebody's gonna do what they can to get the energy back mm. right so yeah. I love that. Well, Christina, this is, I love it. You're wise for a young, for a young female powerhouse. Like, yeah, you're awesome. And like, I appreciate this so much. Like, thank you for sharing your truth. Um, your honesty and like, thanks for letting me ask those questions. <laughs> yeah. Thank I, you. I appreciate it. Is there anything on your heart right now or in your throat chakra that you want to speak like and share and communicate? Well, I think, I think the main thing that I want people to realize is that 
all of this is a choice, you know, like ready is a choice, free is a choice, responsibility is a choice. And you don't have to do anything extra other than just be who you are right now to like have the opportunity to choose something different. So if you feel like you're stuck in, in some type of patterning or some darker emotion, a lot of people feel like, okay, well, when I do X, Y, and Z, then I can move on to the next phase. You don't have to do anything else other than just decide. And I mean, it, it really comes down to that. It's like, I'm going to change this right now. I'm going to change how I make decisions and how I think about myself. And maybe I'm going to work with somebody or whatever it leads you to. But, you know, you, the choice is always available to you. And to say that, to say that you don't have the choice is victim mindset. And we yeah. have to be honest, uh, honest about it. But again, it's empowering. It's like right now, you don't have to do anything else to have choice right in front of you. So it's like, if you are unhappy with where you're at, then choose something different and choose, choose a path that leads to a higher frequency. Um, and you know, no one, no one can ever take your choice away from you really. So we have, we have a choice in how we perceive the world. So I think just stepping into that is really important. Boom. I'm, I'm in total agreement. I love that so much. Um, so all the, so tell them all the things, all the places about where the best place to find you, tell them about, um, what you just launched and everything, pimp your, all the things. <laughs> Were you going to say pimp myself out? <laughs> I was going to, I was going to say pimp yourself out. Who says that? What podcast? That's, um, I don't know. She says that it's the, I'll have to, I'll send it to you later, but she yeah. says that I forgot her name. It's a, it's a wife. It's a, it's a couple. It's a wife and husband. Anyway, I'll tell you later. But she says, all right, tell the place, pimp yourself out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, first you can find me on my podcast. It's called Wellness Realness. It's on all podcast platforms. And you can find me on Instagram at Christina Rice Wellness. And then my website is ChristinaRiceWellness.com. And that's kind of where my hub for everything. So I have my new membership. It's called Up Level. It's about all things health and wellness. So I have a huge video library courses, um, like downloadable guides, uh, like a really amazing community of just high vibe people. So highly recommend checking that out. All the information is on my site. And then I offer business coaching for other health and wellness coaches who want to build an online business using social media. And, um, I think my coaching is a lot different than most, most business coaches because I, I understand the masculine strategy, the marketing, but I'm also really big into the woo-woo and the alignment mm -hmm. piece and like using your human design, your Enneagram, your astrology to just like, you know, build a business in alignment where it's flow. It's just flow. Um, so it's a lot of personal work too. So, I mean, I love doing that. Um, so I offer group coaching and some one-on-one. So you can find all the information on my site, but thanks Boom. for having me. I really you know, do you have time for one more question actually? Sure. <laughs> Even though we did the outro, it's all good. No rules. Um, because I've been really impressed because if you're comfortable, right, you make above six figures with your business, correct? Mm -hmm. And I'm all about being honest with money. Like yesterday in my membership calls, like here's exactly what I charge and the hours that I work because like that's freedom of choice instead of like an abundance and trying to like hide it. Mm -hmm. um, and I really love what you've done because it's it's like the no excuses right it's like you have the power to do it and there's the no limitation of like i don't have a hundred thousand followers or maybe i don't have a million downloads per episode whatever it may be you know 
so what like regarding like just your business savvy what has freed yourself from that limitation maybe or you've that you've coached with other people that can free other people of like well I don't have enough followers or whatever it may be I mean that's all in the energy and mindset work and that's why like when I'm coaching people like the first it's all about the foundation so it's like okay with this group program I just did a lot of I'm, we're in month two. So we finished the first month and we're doing all this like energy work, like personal development, like laying the foundation. Love and it. everybody this week has like, like as soon as somebody gets their first high paying client, everybody else gets it. And it's like Amazing. somebody like, it was like last week, somebody was like, look at my bank account. I just have one client made more money than I make in three months of working at my my daytime job. Oh, I love that so much. Like, did I take a screenshot of the bank account? Yeah, she did. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's about, I think a lot of that energy work and like for me really realizing and being in this industry and realizing that it doesn't matter how many followers you have. Like it really doesn't. And that's hard for people to wrap their heads around. It's just an excuse. Like if you're saying I need more followers, it doesn't matter. I have clients who make six figures with 200 followers on Instagram. That's amazing. Like, literally, you know? So Sometimes it goes hand in hand, but you know, there are also times in my business where I had, you know, I don't have a, a huge following, but like I have a good amount. And so it's mm-hmm. like, if I have 20,000 followers and I'm barely scraping by, like what's up here, right? Why, why does Sarah over there who has a thousand followers, like make so much money and it's about shifting your energy and your mindset. Like that's so much of what it is. And like working with, with what you have. And again, it's, it's that brain rewiring for your business and all those limiting beliefs because it's just an excuse. But I think, and for a lot of people, you know, shifting their energy from desperation to just, I am enough. I am worthy. Um, scarcity to abundance, you know, taking all of those leaps, um, and just trusting, you know, trusting and, and knowing that you have the foundation and like that, what you're offering is serving the world. And we're like really genuinely believing that because you'll never sell something. If there's any piece of you that feels like it's not, it's not worth it. Like if there's any piece of you, if you're saying your, your price and there's any piece of you that thinks this is too much, like they're going to pick up on that energy, right? It's just as easy to sell something that's $10,000 than it, as it is something that's 200 yep. as it is something that's 20. It's all in how you frame it. It's all in how you, you know, show the value and your energy behind things. And I know, I, I honestly know every time I get on a sales call, like depending on how my energy is, like I know immediately before I even talk to this person, if I'm going to close or not. (laughs) True. (laughs) I know before, you know, like Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've experienced that too. It's like Mm -hmm. before I even get on the call, I'm like, I know I'm going to close it or I know I'm not. not." Like, and I mean, that's super interesting. When you, when you master your energetics and you change those limiting beliefs, like you just manifest in like crazy, you know? And that's like with manifestation, the root of it is self-worth. And that's why people don't, don't bring in what they want right? But it's like worth it to do that underlying self-development work so that everything else just flows in without, without you even trying. And it's like, you know, bringing in your ideal client, um, bring, like making as much money as you want. It's all rooted in self-worth. It's all rooted in self-worth and like managing your energy. And like any, when I was doing my business out of like, I'm doing this for security. This is what's logical. Um, you know, I don't want to give this much away because I want to charge for it. Like scarcity, Mm -hmm. fear, like nothing was not flowing. It was, I was muscling through it, you know? And then as soon as I shifted it, I'm like, no way. Like I'm going to work with my energy. I'm going to trust. I know that I believe in this. Like 
it, it just flows in, you know, and I experienced this so often with launches. Like I would launch, like I would launch thing with something with a different energy and like make like the difference in money was remarkable just depending on my energy. Like with my program, like the first couple of times I launched it a couple of years ago, like it was amazing. And then I got really tired of it and I didn't want to do it. And I was yeah. like, why well, I, I need, I, I was like, I need to launch it cause it's a big chunk of money that I like want for my income. And so I launched it with that energy and it's like, like five people signed up and I was like, fuck, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. like I have more followers now and I have less people signing up. So mm. it really is, it really is about your energy. And I think also for me, like I've had the privilege of getting to know so many so many amazing people in the health and wellness space who I used to hold on a pedestal and like they have yeah. so many followers and they have all this amazing content. And then I get to know them and like half of them don't even have a business. Yep. Like, it's crazy how many people <laughs> have huge, like so much content, so much buzz and don't make any money. It's like, true. and also for me, like, like my mastermind, like I like see people, I'm like, Whoa, like I thought you made a shit ton of money and you barely scrape by. So I think it just, levels the playing field, right? Like no matter who you are, you can make it work. If you work smarter, not harder and working smarter is mastering your energy and working through your limiting beliefs. Boom. I love that. Christina, you, yeah, you're awesome. I appreciate you so much. I'm excited to listen back to this. Like, thank you so much for sharing your time and your energy because your energy is very on point. Thank you. Thank you. All right, my beautiful humans, you know what to do. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review. And then once you do, tag me on Instagram at the fear guy, and I will give you a free seven day trial to our membership called the Freedom School. I'd love to see you there to live a more full and free life. Let's do it. And today's fear to freedom story is about one of my amazing clients. Let's call them Marianne. And this is just one, just one part of an amazing transformation for this person. But um, let me describe Marianne for you. So when we first met, here's how she described herself. Really scared to be alone. Recently laid off from a job. She even got divorced within the same month as the job loss. She's a serial relationship hopper, codependent and reliant on others takes care of others before herself, really wants to change but doesn't know how. So really, the biggest thing of why we were attracted to each other and started working with with each other is because she was really scared to be alone and just frankly sad um, and wanted to change. She was sick of how she was living her life in fear. And fast forward a few weeks and this message that I'm about to read to you is an email that I got from her from Marianne, the client. This is what the message said. I think I'm beginning to love myself, question mark. <laughs> what the hell, LOL. My friend asked me how I've lost so much weight and I literally told her part of it was because I love myself now, LMAO. I stopped and was like, holy shit, I just said that out loud. Let's pause and celebrate this. And actually, I'm going to read this part again because it's really, really good. I think I'm beginning to love myself, question mark. What the hell, LOL. My friend asked me how I've lost so much weight and I literally told her part of it was because I love myself now. Laugh my ass off. I stopped and was like, holy shit, I just said that out loud. Like getting this type of message from just a few weeks 
after someone who's saying they're scared to be alone to and sad and fearful to saying that they love themselves. This is incredible. And I want to celebrate this. Like, this is so cool. She's, she literally lost 20 pounds due to cutting out a toxic relationship and an overly stressful job. And she's losing another 20 plus pounds by taking daily walks and practicing self-love. And the thing is like, this wasn't in the plan. Like I had no idea that, you know, losing a weight was, uh, just part of what, you know, working with through fear does. Um, but it's so cool. Like she's literally loving herself so much that she's losing weight and she's living alone for the very first time in her life. She's setting boundaries. She's literally tells herself how much she loves herself in the mirror every single day. She's much more focused on the positive than the negative, and she's even getting a promotion at work. So all within a couple months, losing weight, loving self, promotion at work. Sounds amazing. <laughs> so how did this happen? How did this happen? Is it magic? Maybe. But not really, because she did the work. She's doing the work. She leaned into fear. She loves all parts of herself, which includes the fear. Instead of avoiding the work, she dove right into it. She imagined and envisioned a new future for herself and started creating it with small daily exercises, affirmations, self-love statements, vision board, gratitude meditations, smiling at strangers, standing up for herself, setting boundaries, going on walks every day, talking to friends, like expanding her mindset and much more. So she really yeah, delved into it. We've done some deep stuff, some deep um, unveiling and loving but it was the work that she's been doing every single day. The small promises that I'm not doing, she's doing it. Like amazing, amazing props to her and I celebrate it. And it's so beautiful to be a part of. And it's an incredible testament to what happens when you are ready to change. So if you are inspired by the story, if you're ready to change, if you're ready to invest into your own freedom story, then go to www.feeling-free.com slash coaching to book a call with me. So go to my website, feeling-free.com slash coaching, or just go to feeling-free.com, click the coaching tab, and I want you to book a call with me. I can help you feel free, confident, in love, and at peace if you're ready to do it. Only if you're ready to do it, right? Only if you're ready to do that. If you are ready to invest that I invite you to do something for you. There's not a better time to become the person you want to be than right now. If this is hitting home for you, don't hesitate. Listen to your heart and let's transform your life. Because I believe in you. I love you. You're amazing. You're, you're whole as you are right now. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Man. Just, I'm sending you so much love and ease. I'll see you soon. Have an amazing day.